There were three ordinary women on what seemed like a simple mission to find a film they liked. One where women got something to do and not just look pretty or be murdered. Which, to be totally honest, has complicated matters a bit. Welcome to Flicking. Yes, it sounds a bit rude. That's the joke. Welcome to this month's episode of Flicking. August, in fact, is the month. I am joined today by resident film buff, Yosra Osman. Hello, Yosra. Hello! Just warming up for today's episode. Oh, yeah. Lovely, lovely. Mickey, Mickey Noonan. Hello. 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 Also warming up. I didn't get the memo. I'm Jen Offord, by the way. <laughs> Sings a song. And we are today watching... I can do it now, can't I? Little shop, little shop of horrors, little shop, little shop of terrors. Mickey, it was your pick. It was my pick. And this month, you're right, I decided it was time for a musical. He's doing jazz hands. I did jazz hands. Now then, I appreciate that for some people, the word musical makes their arsehole itch. I am (laughs) usually one of them. And I have similar feelings about sci-fi But I do urge any listeners who feel this way about either, do not dismiss 1986's Little Shop of Horrors because it's not the usual fare of either camp. It is campus tits, though. More on that later. Yosra, Jen, how do you feel about musicals? Hate them. (laughs) Love them. I'm really excited. I can't believe this is the first musical we've we've done because I absolutely love musicals. Well, I say I hate them, but like my favourite film is a musical in fact and I love West Side Story as well because I'm not a monster (laughs) the original that is I don't know how I feel about the remake anyway we digress and how do you feel about sci-fi yeah it's not going to be top of my list ever it's not what I normally go to finally how do you feel about man-eating plants I've never met one (laughs) so I don't feel like I can not great probably depends if they're voiced by a member of the four tops or not that's what i judge man eating plants on i think that's a great caveat okay i'm gonna do a plot summary before telling you why muppet master frank oz's little shop of horrors is generally one of my favorite films and specifically one of my favorite films to watch at christmas Rick Moranis is Seymour Krelbun, a nerdy no-hoper working for food and shelter at Mushnick's failing flower shop on Skid Row. He's besotted with tragic co-worker Audrey, but with nothing to offer. What did I tell you? Festive as fuck. So, Mushnick is all set to shut up shop for good when Audrey suggests they display a weird plant Seymour recently bought from an old Chinese man for $1.95 during a total eclipse of the sun. Happens every day. Life in Skid Row suddenly looks brighter as the shop flourishes and our hero gets fame and all of its trappings, including, eventually, his woman. But only Seymour knows his leafy acquisition, named Audrey 2 or Tui after his love, and voiced, as Josro has already mentioned, by Levi Stubbs of the Four Tops, will only thrive if fed human blood. Does it end well? Hmm, well, we have options and we will get to them. Some might argue that Little Shop of Horrors is a love story at heart, and I'm going to call bullshit. This is horticultural Faust. 
Seymour makes his pact with the carnivorous plant and in her relationship with violent dentist Scrivello, Audrey sells her safety for financial security. And although it is sort of set in the 1960s, Oz is definitely pointing out the dangers of 1980s consumerism and greed. Come on now, chuck some tinsel on that. Okay, right, I do realise it's not about Christmas in the slightest, but it did come out in December and there is something about the bright colours, the music, the lack of hope in humanity and the carnivorous plant that can only be sated by fresh blood that gets my bells a-jingling. Yours wrote, Jen, I know you've both seen Little Shop before, so I'm not going to ask you that question, but... Do you think it's a Christmas movie? No, not really. <laughs> I thought maybe, maybe Halloween. Come on, validate me. I've, I've never thought of it a Christmas movie before. I'm interested why why you watch it at Christmas. Well, thanks for asking, because I am going to tell you. So why do I love it and why, alongside The Muppet Christmas Carol and Scrooge, do I watch it every single Christmas? They are my three films in Christmas rotation. It's, it's just massive fun, isn't it? Little Shop is unapologetically pantomimic, I think, and it's got massive set pieces, larger-than-life characters, and songs so big they burst out of the screen. It is based on Alan Menken and Howard Ashman's off-Broadway smash, which was itself a take on Roger Corman's low-budget 1960 film of the same name, and Frank Oz went full-on, balls-out, gangbusters musical theatre, and it is a soul-swelling. Why else do I love it? Well, the performances are across the board a chef's kiss. Usually the hero and heroine in any sort of story like this do my head in and are little more than annoying plot movers with all the joy coming from the sidekicks. But Rick Moranis and Ellen Green just shine as Seymour and Audrey. Two years on from playing Lewis in Ghostbusters and you know how I feel about Ghostbusters. Moranis has absolutely nailed endearing nerd and you never stop rooting for Seymour even when he's becoming a bit of a murderer. Ellen Green imbues Audrey with a sweetness that isn't cloying and a vulnerability that's touching but never weak and she is one hell of a torch singer delivering even the funniest lines with massive heart. I know Seymour's the greatest but I'm dating a semi-sadist. Uh, not to mention she's got much better lung power than I will ever have. But come on, those sidekicks. As Orin Scrivello DDS, Steve Martin pretty much steals the whole show with one song, which is Dentist. And I'd say not for the dentally squeamish. This film might be why I didn't go to the dentist for 27 years, you know. Uh, and Martin plays this nasty little piece of abusive shit like he's a grand guignol Elvis, all swagger, violence and nitrous oxide induced mania. He is still almost, almost pipped to the absurd brilliance post by Bill Murray. And you know how I feel about Bill Murray as a masochistic patient who, in typical Murricane fashion, took an idea and improvised the hell out of it. Let me just talk quickly about the cameos, which read like a 1980s who's who of excellence. John Candy as WSKIDDJ Wink Wilkinson. Christopher Guest as the first customer Mushniks has seen in forever. James Belushi as the man wanting to sell Tui's Worldwide, Miriam Margolis as Scrivello's dental nurse, and eagle-eyed slash obsessive watchers will spot Danny John Jules do-whopping on the street. Yes! He's back! What film was he in recently as well? You mentioned He's in everything. He's in everything. My absolute favourites, though, are Renette, Chiffon and Crystal, played by Tashinia Arnold, Michelle Weeks and Tisha Campbell. They are a Greek chorus with attitude, flitting on and off screen in a series of matching outfits and soaring harmonies, linking scenes and pushing the plot forward. 
I know this film so well, I can now watch it without watching it. And I mean that as a massive compliment. And I feel like it's a film entirely in sync with its story, cast, set, dark humour and kick-ass songs. It's knowing, it's smart, it's exhilarating. I could listen to Skid Row, brackets downtown, close brackets on loop for hours. And I do. So, Yosra, sing me your favourite song from Little Shop of Horrors immediately. I wasn't expecting that. Hang on. What is my... (laughs) You sang my favourite line already about going out with a semi-sadist. <laughs> um, oh, no, I'm stressed now. I've been I'll put on the spot. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to think about it. Jen, do you have a favourite song? I'd have to say the best of the Beatles. Um, my favourite one, <laughs> right, one is, unfortunately, uh, it is Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors, Little Shop. I just, I like the, the chipper vibes to it. Yeah, so. uh-huh. I do really like Little Shop of Horrors, but I also like I, I just it, I I really enjoy the dentist song because I just picture mm. Steve Martin just going absolutely nuts, and I love it. He's so funny in that horrible, abusive, dickhead role. It's just and that scene with Bill Murray where you know sadist and masochist together. <laughs> I just it's just comic genius. I just love it. So I I might I might put a little um note in for the dentist song just because it just makes me laugh every time I watch it oh mama (laughs) Yosra you're a big fan aren't you I knew this going in you're a big fan of Little Shop of Horrors I'm a huge fan of it although I haven't seen it in a few years and I watched it and I I, it actually brings back quite a traumatic memory for me well not traumatic Uh, we did it at school uh, mm-hmm. in secondary school we did it as our school musical and I auditioned and I really wanted to be Chiffon, Renette or Crystal I wanted one of those roles mm-hmm. and I did my audition and I came out and my music teacher was like oh you absolutely smashed that you were brilliant I'm not a great singer by the way but he's like you're a shoe in for one of the roles and then I didn't get it and I was absolutely gutted I was miserable for ages and they cast not to make it a race thing but sort of they cast three white girls in the roles and I was like oh I thought that was one of the parts that was made from me and well not for me for me and others um but yeah so I when I watch it now all I can think of are those bits where I was just watching the musical as a grumpy 15 year old sat in the audience like that could have been me I could have been one of them well but the film (laughs) the film itself I just think it's so outrageous in such a good way and one of the things um I mean you've said so many things about why it's so wonderful and such a joy to watch but one of the things I really like about it is this kind of irony it has it kind of takes the mick out of the musical form Mm -hmm. several times throughout and it does it very knowingly and I just it has little quips here and just silly lines and just the whole like the the fact that it's made to sort of look like a stage that all the set design and the props it does look very stagey so they take its original musical form and they kind of take the piss a little bit I really like that about it as, as part of its humour. It's very affectionate though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that it's taking the mick, but you can still see its love of the original form. So I think it's one of those that for people that hate musicals, there are a couple of musicals that I tend to recommend. And this is one of them because I've, I feel like it's a musical for people that don't really like musicals. And that's down to everything else that you've mentioned that comes into it. Jen? Yosra was very excited to know what you were going to make of Little Shop of Horrors. Because I thought you hated musicals, and then I've just gone against my point and said it's a musical for people that hate musicals. Yeah, I mean, I do mostly hate musicals, but I hate what the thing that I don't like about musicals, I think Hannah might have said this before as well. The thing that pisses me off in a musical 
is when they start singing every single line mm-hmm. that annoys me so the thing I always reference is um, Evita when she goes he called me a whore I can't believe it he actually called me a whore and it's just like <laughs> just uh, like conversationally kind of thing and you're just like that's silly it's just silly I feel like I don't mind musicals so much where there's just songs and they don't sing every single line if that makes sense that makes perfect sense so this particular film I have watched like a billion gazillion times but not for many many years because I think my one of my brothers was obsessed with it when we were kids like obsessed and we watched it all the time it was me I was Jen's brother when we were children <laughs> <laughs> and I think I got quite bored of it what? What? which is weird because I had like the capacity to re-watch things infinitely um, but I think I got a bit bored of it I can't remember how old I was I think my brothers liked it because they were just like, well, it's like a person eating plant kind of thing. I don't think they were like particularly taken with the humour or the musical turns because um, <laughs> they're probably too young. I was definitely too young to understand what it was actually about or much of the humour in it. Watching it last night when the guy comes in the shop and he's like, what's that strange and interesting plant in your window? And then he's like, <laughs> oh, well, since I'm here, I guess I'll have to buy 50, ro- oh, I'll buy 100 instead because I don't know, whatever. So when I was little, if I'd seen that, I'd have been like, oh, this is well stupid. That would never happen. Whereas now I'm like, oh, that's funny. I see what they did there. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. So I found that I enjoyed it more than I remember enjoying it. That's good. That's good, though. It is, yes. I, I, I agree. <laughs> this is a stupid criticism because it is a stupid film. And I don't want to... Um, oh, I don't want to be like... I hate it when people say like people are oversensitive about things. I'm not suggesting for a second that we should cancel Little Shop of Horrors. And so making this criticism even makes me feel slightly uncomfortable in myself. But the abusive dentist who is physically abusing Audrey he's funny like he's funny and I felt a little bit uncomfortable about finding him funny well one he justifiably is fed to a massive plant so you know he gets his comeuppance and I I agree he is funny Steve Martin plays that plays Gravello so brilliantly but he's awful he's a pantomime villain and it doesn't ever excuse his villainy. No, it doesn't. I agree with that, yeah. It's just, I, I was like, oh, it's funny, though. And then I was a bit like, but he's punching her in the face. He's horrible. Yeah. It's a bit um, like, is it making light of the abuse that he is doing? But as Mickey said to me, he is clearly an absolute horrible dickhead. Like, that is very clear. And he does get his comeuppance. Because I, I was thinking about a little bit about that, too. But you're meant to you're meant to hate him, aren't you? He is he is the villain of the piece. Because so. I I couldn't I couldn't hate him because he was funny and that made me feel uncomfortable. But did you so take joy in the fact that he was eaten? No, not massively. I didn't really take joy in the fact that anyone was eaten. His death's really comical, though. Like he, he like yes, One of is, the things yeah. I wanted to talk about was whether we think Seymour is actually a murderer, which is what it says like in the reviews. Like he, he obviously is no. affected by Audrey too, but he doesn't kill anyone. He doesn't kill any of them. He though. helps. <laughs> um, he just sort of puts them in the situation where they might die. 
So when Scrivello dies, he he kills himself. Yeah, it's his gas that kills yeah. him. It's his addiction that kills him. He doesn't quite crucially though. Seymour does have the opportunity to stop him from dying, like quite easily, and he elects not to take it. Scrivello's last word is, "Oh, her." Like there's a realization just before he dies that maybe he's fucked up, but he doesn't get redemption. So I I agree with your point. And yeah, the whole thing's funny. It'd be really weird if they crowbarred in that being a serious storyline. It just wouldn't work, right? Yeah. But I think he he gets his comeuppance. He gets no redemption. We're just meant to think he's awful. Like I said, I don't like, I almost feel silly making the point because it is such a ridiculous film. It's a fucking man-eating plant from out of space. Like, you know, it's... It's, it's a mean green mother from out exactly, of space. Exactly, Mickey, exactly. That's exactly what he is. And so I almost feel silly even making the point, but that was just one thing so. that made me feel a bit like, oh, I just sort of wish you'd done that a bit differently. I think this is the right kind of forum to bring up points like that, to be honest. So, no, I, I totally see what you mean. But the thing is, you you have to hate him, and there needs to be a reason why Audrey is sort of turning more towards Seymour than she is to him. And they just exaggerate it. They take that and they just they take that concept and completely make it as outrageous as possible. But you still you still think he's just an absolute dick. And other people notice it and tell her. I think that's the yeah. other thing. Yeah. It's not made light of. Mushnik is like, this guy is not good for you. Please mm. stop yeah. seeing him. The Greek chorus, Ronette, Chiffon and Crystal also say, you need to work on your self-esteem. You need to get rid of this man. You need to get rid of him. It's Audrey feels like she has to have a man to be worthwhile. And actually, I think that's quite an interesting bit about Audrey because that doesn't change. She just changes man. Mm. Pretty much. To me, they're a very incongruous couple. Seymour seems to me like her safe option. And that's exactly what he is, to be fair. And also, you know, good for her. She should have a safe option rather than, like, someone who's abusing That's what her. she wants, a safe life, somewhere that's green. That's, that's all Audrey wants, really. She just wants With, that yeah. nice, neat a little... Washing <laughs> a washing machine. Yeah. And a massive 12-inch TV screen. Wow. <laughs> Imagine. What a time. Actually, so you've just said Seymour's the good guy, and in many ways he is the good guy. He's definitely the hero. Now then, I sent both of you the original ending of Mm. Little Shop of Horrors. So in the theatrical release, Seymour and Audrey save the world. But Audrey 2 is killed by electricity. But yeah, then there's a little tiny Audrey Tui in their back garden at the end so is it all going to happen again but in the original ending Seymour is devoured by Audrey Tui his glasses contemptuously just spat onto the rubble before the Tuis because there's loads of them now go on an apocalyptic plantzilla sort of rampage through the world and that is the director's cut or you know basically real life since 2016 I think but had you seen the original ending before no, I hadn't. That was the first time I'd seen it. And I would arguably say it's actually better than the perfect happy ending Agreed. that is in the film. I disagree. Oh, Jen's shaking her head. No, I like... Um, I had never seen that before either, Mick. And I prefer what they have in the film because I am a basic bitch. And I want <laughs> to survive. 
But also, I think they make the point about capitalism, like, fine. I think it works better as it's kind of... Because that's the point, isn't it? Basically, it's about rampant consumerism, as I think you said in the intro, Mick, which is, again, something I did not fully understand as as an eight-year-old or or whatever I was when I was watching it. Like, I didn't understand that Ghost Town was about Thatcher's Coventry and it literally haunted me for, like, years and years and years and years. Couldn't listen to it without feeling weird. But um, it's about Thatcher's Coventry, so it's all okay. Anyway, um, (laughs) what's my point? My point is... Yes, one of my basic bits. Two, I think it's better done more subtly. I think it was more effective, whereas I felt that that ending was kind of like, in your face, and I was a bit like, it doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. I think it's better, more subtle. But you get to see more of the twoies, and they're so good. That plant, that Muppet, I guess, that puppet, is incredible in a way that modern CGI, to me, just quite often misses the mark. Yeah, if they made that now, it would look... And I think I read that they are planning to They've remake it. They've it now. Yeah, oh, have they? Okay. Oh, thank God. Good. Yes, agreed, Yosra, agreed. Because if they made it now, it would with CGI, it would look like... It would look bollocks. rubbish. Yeah. That, that's part of its charm. It's, again, thinking about the fact that they, they make it look a bit like a stage show. It just works, what it is, having that amazing puppetry. It's just brilliant. I was just going to say, I suppose the in in the actual film ending, they do hint with that last shot, with mm-hmm. a little smile on the plant's face, that that is what's coming. They are going to take over the world at some point. But I did just quite like the director's cut, that it is just perfectly outrageous to suit the rest of the film. And maybe the inner cynic in me is like, with the last few years and everything happening at the moment, I'm like, we deserve it. We deserve yeah. these plants to take over and devour us all. <laughs> I, for one, welcome our man-eating plant overlords. Come on in. We don't need them. We've got Boris Johnson. Like, he's doing a perfectly good job at fucking it up anyway. We don't need anyone else. And I, I suppose that's the point, is that I think, like, well, there's nothing subtle about our current administration, to be fair. So I take that back. But um, yeah, I think it illustrates the point well enough as it is. And I quite like that sneaky little, you know, Audrey 2 baby at the end. Like, ha Isn't it amazing how much personality those creatures have? They're so cool. Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. very cute until they turn into big toothy. Yeah, <laughs> Audrey too. I mean, we're talking about the puppetry, but it just how it's so perfectly matched with Levi Stubbs' voice and that yeah. performance in every scene. You just want more of it. It's so enjoyable. Um, I just think it was it was really well done. There's loads of stuff that I, again, obviously as a child watching it, hadn't appreciated, like the fact that Audrey Two is voiced by the lead singer of the Four Tops. <laughs> I didn't know that until watching it again last night. I was like, what the fuck? Also, I just wanted to mention, it struck me as I was watching it last night, that Seymour is wearing, like, I think the same clothes as he wears in Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's like, I think he actually wears that funny brown cardigan thing. He is very Lewis Tully, in it? So, Yosri, you've had time to think about this. What is your favourite song? I love the theme. It is oh, the okay. theme. I'm sorry. I, I've thought <laughs> about it. And it's just, you know, when it comes on in the credits earlier, I was dancing. It's just really fun. I, it's sorry, a banger. I've got the boring choice, but it is a, it's a great song. Mine is Skid Row, Downtown Brackets. And I will literally listen to it on loop. And the other thing that I think about Little Shop of Horrors, for all its over-the-top exaggeration, B-movie vibes, is it's got a massive heart 
it genuinely, and I don't know what it is, it's the stirring nature of all the music in it, but it makes me well up and I don't know why. I could be very perimenopausal, I'm not sure. I don't think there's a Duff song in there. And I think when I watched it as a kid, something like Suddenly Seymour, I was like, ugh. And now yeah. I can see why it's important. Like, she has thought that she's worth nothing. And now she goes, oh, maybe a nice guy would like me. Maybe there is something there. And there's that real light bulb moment for Audrey. I still don't like the song that much, to be honest. But He does sort of want her to change as well. He's like, wipe off that lipstick. You leave her lipstick alone, mate. She's uh, She's rocking that look. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about the, one of the lines that really makes me laugh is when um, she's about to get devoured by Audrey too, and she goes, am I dreaming? And he goes, no, and you ain't in Kansas neither. I don't know why, but it's just a sort of, that just, just sums up everything. I love that. So funny. I'd forgotten about that scene. That scene made me feel quite uncomfortable as oh, well. Oh, that scene in general, the bit it's... where he, the, uh, I don't want, what are they? Not tentacles plant arms basically like lifts up her dress and gets a bit yeah it's a bit like it's a bit sexualized it's very sexualized it's It's a bit sexualized sexualized. and it made me feel quite awkward yeah no i agree that bit did make me feel a little bit awkward when he starts feeling her up basically he's very candid about this guys he's a mean green mother from outer space and he's bad He he says it repeatedly I was thinking as well, so the bit where he does eat her and then Seymour gets her out, she doesn't really look at all like she's been eaten, like half of her body has been chomped in his mouth. That's true. A wedding dress is a bit tatty, but I mean, mine didn't look much better after just a day in the garden, to be honest. (laughs) They don't, do they? I always see people's wedding dresses like, oh, pick it up. (laughs) I'm going to say this particular flicking pick has been an almighty success. I'd say yes. Totally agree. Hooray! Next month is Hannah Dunleavy's pick and what she's got you watching is a mystery. That is not the name of the film. It's just that I don't know. But I'm sure it'll be great. Or will it? Ooh. Standard issue for all women.